Hey everybody, welcome back to the Florida Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Holland. It is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. You know, the funniest thing is I've already had people emailing me like, why do you say the year? Why do you say 2020? And look, the answer to that is because I plan on being here for several years with this podcast. So there you go. So Again, this is Tuesday, and I think, you know, I've been trying to figure out different names for the themes of each day. I think I might end up calling this Tough Talk Tuesday because we have some tough topics that we have to get into. Actually, we're going to talk about one tough topic, but it is affecting every single resident in the state of Florida. So let's jump on to it. We're going to talk about COVID-19 today. There was a a press conference in Orlando today with uh, Orlando Health and that had Governor DeSantis as well as the Secretary of the Florida Department of Business Regulations that is Halesley Bashirs and also two doctors from Orlando Health Dr. Sunil Desai is how he spells his last name If I'm saying it wrong, sir, I apologize. And then also Dr. George Rawls was on the panel. So wanted to go ahead and give you all an update on what was said there today. Because again, this is the most crucial thing for the state of Florida right now. Everything that we are going to end up doing economy-wise all starts with the spread of COVID and how we go about you know, handling this this new wave that is here. So we'll talk about the main notes from Governor DeSantis. He was touching on a few different uh, topics when it comes to COVID. He was saying that we are just short of 1.7 million tests performed in the state of Florida right now, and they've ramped up the testing over the past three weeks. So, you know, great to hear. Obviously, we cannot... You know, treat people unless we know that they um, um, have the virus first. So that was one of his main points. And he touched on the fact that the majority of the COVID deaths have been in long-term care facilities. So obviously it's about taking care of our elderly. Those are the people that are most susceptible to death when it comes to the disease, obviously, or the virus. And of course, those people that also have, you know, underlying issues. So another point that Governor DeSantis made was that the CDC has put out information that the median death age is 80 when it comes to COVID. We're a little bit higher here in Florida, but he was also saying that we have more deaths over the age of 90 than we do under the age of 65. So again, just, uh, you know, what's coming from our governor's mouth. So you can take that information if you want to do more research on that. This, um, the actual full 45, 50 minutes um, conference, you can go on to thefloridachannel.org if you want to watch it in its entirety. So Again, back to what Governor DeSantis was saying, saying that to this point, all patients and all workers at long-term care facilities have been tested or offered tested. 
So I wasn't really sure. I'm like, well, do they have the option to turn down testing? I'm not sure about that, but that are those were Governor DeSantis's words. And there's over 4,000 facilities in the state of Florida. So 80% of the facilities have not reported a case. So again, some positive signs, you know, coming from our governor, just to be able to really disseminate information as it comes in. One of the other things that he was talking about is starting Friday, they're going to be rolling out a new program that will be testing people that are in long-term care facilities as well as the employees there uh, every two weeks. So that is a, a part of the program for them to ramp up even more testing, again, because we've seen a small spike over the past couple weeks, and I'll get into that in uh, in the next part of what I'm talking about now. So one of the main things that Governor Sanchez was saying too is that obviously over the past couple weeks, the positive tests that they've been receiving, the median age has dropped to the mid-30s, 35 to 37, 38, as well as late 20s, 27, 28, 29. And again, I will get into why it has been more people that have tested positive that are younger. I'm sure you can do the math in your head to figure that one out, but we'll get to that. And the last thing that Governor DeSantis was saying is that obviously we're still in phase two in terms of the reopening strategies that we have for Florida or the reopening plan. And you know, 64 of the 67 counties, he was saying he is just um, happy where we are right now. The three counties that have had the biggest issues from day one are Broward, Dade and also Palm Beach slow so they have a slower reopening strategy or reopening plan to begin with so the main focus will be on making sure that those two count those three counties are doing the the extra and going the extra mile to be able to make sure that they're combating this because again those are the three counties that most of the cases are in the state so we'll touch on real quick what the uh, secretary of Florida part of Florida Department Business Regulations, um, Secretary Bashirs noted his big issue right now is to make sure that they are having compliance. And when it comes to compliance, restaurants and bars are one of their main concerns. Uh, they I can't remember the name of the bar, but he was talking about that they had to strip them of their liquor license because they went out and they were not, you know, following the social distancing and the phase two rollout plan. They gave them a warning, came back and nothing had changed and they did take their liquor license from them. So he was also saying that there, there will be more ABT agents out from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. going from bar to bar to make sure that bars are being compliant with the social distancing regulations right now. So if you own a bar or you know someone that owns a bar, just please be careful. Again, they're going to be out and about. The way I'm reading it, it looks like the first time will be a warning and then they will, in fact, be back within the next 24 to 48 hours to make sure that you are following those. So it's not worth losing your liquor license over and everybody just make sure that when you're in bars that you 
help them out by trying to socially distance and try to follow the rules as much as you can. I get it. When I'm out drinking, hey, I, it's, it's a party. So, but you know, the bars and restaurants have been affected so so much by this whole entire COVID thing. So the ones that are opening back up, please just just help the establishment as much as you can. So the two doctors that were on the panel panel again, I'm just going to say Dr. Sunil because his last name is kind of, you know, iffy. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't want to be pissing people off. So him and Dr. George um, Rawls, they were basically piggybacking on what DeSantis had said earlier about the spike that they're seeing is in the younger age group, obviously. Um, I'm just going to say it, you know, we had protests all over the state of Florida. So what, what did people expect? That's, that's just to be expected. But one of the other things they were both touching on was the rush to public, rush to the public. And what they're talking about with that is they're saying that there's so many local media organizations that are trying to get stories out first, that they're rushing, pushing out false information, just trying to be first. So it's very, very important that if you are reading your information, that you are vetting your sources. Because again, this doesn't come from me. This comes from these two doctors. And they're saying that, you know, they're seeing information come out that is not necessarily true, or it is just not in the proper context. So again, be careful, do extra research on everything because we're all affected by this right now. And obviously it sucks, but the only way we're gonna get through it is if we you know, work together and the responsibility is on our lawmakers, but then we also have responsibility as Florida citizens as well. So be that as it may, the, the other thing that they were saying is the first wave in terms of testing saw a percentage of 2%. There was 2% of, you know, the people that were tested. And I believe that's two out of, uh, I don't want to put a number on it, but they just said 2% of everyone that was tested um, did in fact test positive, And that number over the past week and a half has jumped up to 10%. So again, we expected a second wave. That was something that was being talked about before all of the other things started happening in the state. So again, it was a, it was a really good round table for those guys or good a panel for them. And there was a lot of good information. Again, if you want to go check it out, just head over to the website and the whole, you know, 45 to 50 minutes, I believe it was, um, is on there for you. So, you know, I think the only other things to touch on was DeSantis was talking about the mask. Um, I don't want to call it controversy, but it is, it, it is one of the things that since all of this started happening has been something that has divided a lot of people. You know, obviously Costco implemented their mask policy. They were one of the first and a lot of people like, well, I'm just not going to shop there because I'm not going to wear a mask. So it's gone from, is this a constitutional issue? Is this a state government issue? Is this, what, what are we doing here? So DeSantis has made it clear that it's not a mandate from him. He's going off of CDC guidelines and CDC does not require masks, but it is suggested. Now, here's the thing. 
you have to understand that when it comes to mandating something for the entire state, DeSantis's hands are tied because of what's called home rule. Now, for those of you who don't know what home rule is, it is something that was um, established in Florida in 1968, but it was actually adopted in 1973. Before home rule, we had what's called Dillon's rule, and I'm not going to get into that, but home rule is just basically giving local decision-making powers to local governments. So at the end of the day, if a prime example would be Jane Castor in Tampa saying that all Tampa residents have to wear a mask under the home rule law, DeSantis cannot come in and overrule her. So for him to say that it is no, for him to say he's not mandating it, he's saying that because he understands that it's really not his decision ultimately. And if a certain jurisdiction chooses to do it, then there's nothing much he can do to overrule them. So if home rule is something you never heard of, just go on Wikipedia and check it out. But it again, it gives a lot of the ultimate power to the jurisdictions. Another example would be when Jacksonville opened their beaches and everyone across the country was saying how stupid DeSantis was. But if you understand how home rule works, you understand his hands are completely tied on that. So, you know, that's how that works. And I think another thing too with DeSantis Obviously, whether it be him or the doctors that were on the panel and secretary that was on the panel with him, no one really called anyone out for allowing protests to happen. We had protests all over the state. And again, we all know, we saw it on TV. We know that people were not practicing social distancing and we know that people were in the open and that is obviously what in my opinion has led to this spike in you know covid cases especially with the age groups that they are saying has spiked so this is a very 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 tough thing to navigate right now because you have all of the implications with covid you have all the implications with the economy and how we're going to continue to reopen the state and the most important thing, we are in an election year. So there's going to be a lot of political things that have to be done. There has to be a lot of relationships that have to be massaged. So the idea that, you know, you can watch something like the panel today talk and no one actually bring up the effect and how the protest could have influenced this latest spike shows you that politics are politics so you know that is what it is but you know i mean my thoughts at the end of the day you'd have to be just completely ridiculous to think that all of the protests are not one of the driving factors around the reasons that we're seeing a spike in covid so again how do we hold our local politicians um or our local political leaders accountable that's a you know a, another another discussion for another day but again it's the idea of you know you kind of were part of the reason why we're seeing a spike in cases if you didn't do anything to stop the protests knowing that they were going on during a pandemic but 
I digress on that. So, hey, you know what? Again, all we can do is just be there for each other. Try to just do everything you can to stay as safe as possible and try to stay positive. Man, it's just been so ridiculous, you know, going through all this stuff. And there's so many people that still are not back to work. And there's, I, I talked to people last week that still haven't gotten unemployment. So it's just tough. So rather than getting mad at each other, try to just ask each other how we can help each other get through this and just try to be patient. That's all we can really do and hold our political leaders accountable. So that is all that I have for today. Again, I appreciate everyone that's tuning in. This is a new channel. I mean, you know, I wanted to launch this podcast because I want to give you all content that you like and something that will provide some value to you. So if you have any suggestions about any content or any things that you want me to, to cover, feel free. Email me at theFloridaPodcast at gmail.com, theFloridaPodcast at gmail.com. And just let me know. I want to build this channel with all of my Florida, my Floridians in mind first. I know we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, you know, across the country as well, but it's Florida first for me with this channel. So I appreciate it. And like I said, there's been people that have emailed me already and showing me some love. So I thank y'all and gives me motivation to just keep grinding and keep building this thing, but I can't do it without y'all. So again, I will see y'all tomorrow with some more content. This is the Florida podcast. Signing off.